Let's praise His name. Let's praise His name. Hallelujah. If you're thankful to be in the presence of God, go ahead and give Him praise tonight. Go ahead and give Him praise tonight. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. I love the presence of the Lord that I feel here tonight. Amen. You may be seated. We're, we're going to look into the Word of the Lord and spend some time uh, studying the Word of God together. And uh, we're going to be <clears throat> dealing with the subject of patience. Patience. And uh, we're going to be talking about this very noble uh, quality that uh, comes from the Lord and, and uh, fills our hearts, fills our lives, and truly uh, causes uh, life to be peaceful. Amen. It causes life to be peaceful. I had a teacher uh, when I was in school. Uh, her name was Sister Judy Unger, a wonderful saint of God. And she was one of my teachers. And she would always say, patience is a virtue. Virtue is a grace. Put them all together and you'll have a smiling face. And uh, she said it continually to the point that I would remember it and uh, teach on it years later. Uh, on a Wednesday night in February 2020. Uh, but patience is truly uh, one of those noble qualities that comes from the Lord, fills our lives, and causes us to be at peace, and it causes those around us to be at peace. Uh, and, and, and you really are, and you and I both are, as children of God, we are to be peacemakers. Uh, that means that, that when we walk into an environment uh, peace begins to emanate from us. If there had been strife, uh, the peace that comes from us via the Holy Ghost begins to neutralize that strife. The peace of God that passes understanding, it begins to neutralize envy. It neutralizes jealousies and rage. Uh, you know, when the Bible says, a soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger, uh, that, that soft answer uh, comes from the child of God who has the Holy Ghost in operation within them. And instead of stirring up anger with grievous words, uh, instead of that, there is a, a softness of reply, a softness of answer, and it, it turns away uh, the wrath. So patience is one of those things that causes peace to be made all around us and uh, and it's sometimes hard to be patient because we want what we want and we want it when we want it and our world is 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 really fostering that mindset that concept uh, that idea of I want it faster I want it faster and I want it faster and uh, you know I, I remember when internet was new uh, and it was something that we thought was quite unique, something that, that we had never experienced before. Uh, and then, uh, as we got used to it, you know, talking to somebody on the other side of the world and communicating in ways that we had never known was possible. And then all of a sudden, uh, we grew accustomed to it, and uh, we became dissatisfied with the length of time it took for things to buffer and, uh, and now, who cares if you, can, if you can communicate quickly? If it takes more than a few seconds, we 
we get a little uncomfortable with that. We want it quicker. We want it faster. We want it to continue to satisfy how fast we want it. And that's the way our world has, has uh, operated for some time now. But there has to be a patience that lives within us and that exists uh, in our hearts. And it comes from the Lord. So we're going to talk a little bit about that uh, tonight. We're going to begin with the book of Isaiah chapter 40. And uh, we're going to begin reading at uh, the 28th verse of Isaiah chapter 40. And we're going to read uh, just a few verses of scripture there down to the 31st verse. One of the things that's so challenging about patience is that you feel like you're losing time. You feel like time is slipping from you. And, and, and you feel like as you wait that, that you're losing something. Uh, but, but God does not operate in the context of time uh, alone. God also operates, and I'll say primarily operates, in the context of eternity. And he will, he will move within time, but he does so from the standpoint of eternity. So as we are dealing with, <clears throat> as we are dealing with uh, the matter of time, patience is the reassuring reality that you're not losing time when you're living for God. With God, all things are possible. With God, he restores the years that the locusts have eaten, uh, that the canker worm and the palmer worm have destroyed. God restores that time. Paul even talked about redeeming the time because the days are evil. From Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 28, Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, he fainteth not. Not only does he not faint, but he's not weary. And there is no searching of his understanding. Listen to this. He giveth power to the faint. And he giveth power to them that have no might. He increaseth their strength. Even the youths shall faint, and to them, and the young men shall utterly fail. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. So here you are waiting upon the Lord, and you feel like you're losing so much precious time. And that's where the frustration comes into play. You start to think, while I'm over here waiting, folks are passing me by. While I'm waiting, this thing is getting out of my hands. And this issue, this, this challenge, whether it's a, a health uh, situation. Some people wait on the Lord for healing in their body. And they think that they're waiting so long that there's no way God could ever do this or or, or they're waiting too long. Maybe they wait for a loved one to be saved. Or maybe they wait for a particular blessing that they're trusting God for in their life. But notice what the Bible said. The Bible said that while you're waiting upon the Lord, the Lord is renewing your strength. You may not be able to see it, but you're mounting up with wings as eagles. That you shall run and in the way that you run, it's going to be different than, than the way the world runs. He says, the world runs and even the youths shall faint. Even the strong shall utterly fall. 
But, but hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the Lord God, the creator of the ends of the earth, he faints not. He does not faint. He does not slumber. He does not sleep. And if you'll wait upon the Lord, he shall renew your strength and you shall mount up with wings as eagles and you shall run and not be weary and you shall walk and not faint. It is okay to wait upon the Lord. You're not losing time when you wait upon the Lord. It's a promise that you shall renew your strength when you wait upon the Lord. And so it's, it's, it's the strength that you will renew and the running and the walking that you will do. These are, this is spiritual growth. When you wait upon the Lord, there is spiritual growth to be had. Uh, from Psalm 37, from the book of Psalm 37, notice what the word of the Lord says. A great psalm, great promises in this psalm that we're going to read. I, these are promises that we quote independently from one another, but then when you see them together, it makes you realize that, that there's, there's just simply a promise of God associated with the trust we place in him. Notice what Psalm 37 verse 1 said. Fret not thyself because of evildoers. Do not fret because of people who do evil. Neither be envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Some people have a challenge. They look out at workers of iniquity who seem to be passing them up light years ahead of them and they fret about it and they are envious of those who work iniquity but the psalmist said do not be envious do not fret they will be cut down like grass and they'll wither as the green herb here's what you do trust in the lord and do good so shalt thou dwell in the land and verily shalt thou be fed here's what you do Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Here's what you do. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Now, just, just real quick, I just want to pause here. We're going to continue reading in a moment. But I just want to pause here and ask you the question. If you're wondering, where is the blessing of the Lord in my life? And where, is, where are all his promises? And I thought he, would, I thought he was going to uh, keep me and and bless me and, and, and prosper me. Can we say to ourselves that we trust in the Lord and do good? Can we say to ourselves that we delight ourselves in the Lord? Can we say to ourselves that we commit our ways unto the Lord? If we do those things, he shall bring it to pass. He shall give thee the desires of thine heart. You shall dwell in the land and verily shall you be fed. Notice verse 6, he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light and your judgment as the noonday. God is going to do that. Notice what he said in verse 7, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger. These are all what he's going to deal with now, these are symptoms of impatience. You can tell when somebody's impatient, their irritability rises. Cease from anger. Forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. When people are irritable and impatient, and they find themselves at a, in a place where they, they simply are 
at their wits end. They do things out of anger and they do things out of wrath and they fret about things to the point that they do evil. He said, cease from it. Forsake your wrath. Fret not yourself in any wise to do evil. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while and the wicked shall not be. Yea, thou shalt diligently consider his place, and it shall not be. But the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. Not the abundance of material possessions. Not the abundance of people's applause. Not the abundance of political promotion. But in the abundance of peace. And those are the true riches of life. Patience, patience will bring you peace. Amen. You can't be patient when you're not committing your way into the Lord. You can't be patient when you're not delighting yourself in the Lord. You can't be patient when you're fretting about evildoers and envious of the wicked and, and envious of those who are prospering in their way. It, that's what creates impatience is when you look over into somebody else's life and say, everything's going great for them. When is it going to start going good for me? You're coveting things that your neighbor has. You're violating the commandment of God. And there is no peace in that. But when you are content in the Lord, and, and patience is the ultimate expression of trust in God. When you are patient, you trust in the Lord. And you say, God, I trust that you have my well-being in the palm of your hand. I am going to continue to commit my way unto you. I'm going to commit, continue to delight myself in you. And I'm going to trust that you are going to bring this to pass according to your perfect and divine will. One of the great examples of patience, and it's extraordinary. Uh, and, and, and not all the time are people facing this kind of a situation. But when you see Moses standing at the Red Sea, he needs God to move and he needs God to move now. And he doesn't have a, a, a word from the Lord as to necessarily uh, next steps. All he understands is that we are to stand still and we will see the salvation of the Lord. I want you to know, ladies and gentlemen, there is power in standing still. And, and when you stand still upon the promises of God, again, the reason people have a hard time doing that is because they think they're losing opportunity and losing time. But with God, you're never losing opportunity and losing time. When you put your faith in Him and you place your trust in Him and you stand still upon His promises, God goes into action on your behalf. When you put yours and my grubby little hands on everything, then we, we remove God from the equation. And we say, God, I got this. You don't need to got this. You need to let the Lord fight your battles and let the Lord have his way. And he will, he will provide a perfect scenario for you. And there will be an abundance of peace in your life. If you go back to all the, all the lack of peace in your life, you can always tie it to something you or I did that, that uh, caused there to be a lack of peace. 
The abundance of peace comes from our trust in God. The abundance of peace comes from when we committed our way into the Lord. How many remember when you didn't have peace in your life? And it was because of your doing. And now you have peace. Listen, that doesn't mean that you don't have problems. It means you have peace while you have problems. That's the kind of peace I'm talking about. The kind of peace that lets you know God is in control. And God will have his way. Psalm 46, we're going to read the whole psalm. It's not 80 verses. Just a few verses. But we're going to read the whole psalm. It's 11 verses, but they're quick. Listen to this. Follow along. Psalm 46, verse 1. God is our refuge and strength. God is a very present help in trouble. Therefore, will not we fear? Though the earth be removed. Whoa. Wow. I'm not going to fear even if the earth is removed. That's a little unusual situation for the earth to be removed. But the psalmist said, we will not fear even if the earth is removed. Though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. Though the waters thereof roar and be troubled. Though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. Selah, pause and think about that. We will not fear if our whole world changes around us, we will not fear. If the earth is removed from beneath my feet, if the mountains are carried into the midst of the sea, if the waters roar and the mountains swell, uh, shake with the swelling thereof. Now, think about that, he said. Selah. And when you come out of the Selah, he, he, he goes down a different path. In verse number four, he says, there is a river. The streams whereof shall make glad the city of God. The holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. You've got to get into the river of prayer and worship and blessing of the Lord. That's what will secure you in times where you have to practice patience. Is getting into the flow of that river. Verse 5. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her. And that right early. The heathen raged. The kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice, and the earth melted. That's what happens when the heathen rages and the kingdoms are moved. God will utter his voice, and the earth will melt. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. Come, behold the works of the Lord. What desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow, cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. Be still. Oh, hallelujah. Be still and know that I am God. What's happening when you are being still? Well, I'm over here waiting, waiting all day. Feel like nothing's happening. No, 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 something's happening. You know what's happening? You are knowing that he is God. Before you had to be still, you didn't know whether he was God or not. Before you had to be still, you thought you had a hand in this. Before you had to be still, you figured that you had to be involved somehow, some way. But he said, be still, and if you'll be still, you will know that I am God. You will understand beyond the shadow of a doubt that I did it. I worked it out for you. I caused there to be a way when there seemed to be no way. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. Think about that for a little while. 
is what Selah means. And so, so we understand that God, while we're being still, he is causing us to know that he is God. Oh, hallelujah. Anybody ever been through a thing before where you had, to, you had no choice but to be patient? You had no choice but to be still. It was out of your hands. You had no control over it. You couldn't, you couldn't manipulate it. You couldn't change it. I want to tell you, don't be frustrated in those times, but let God work the beautiful work of patience in your life, and you will know when this is said and done that he is God. Amen. Romans chapter 5. We're going to begin with verse number 1 and continue to talk about this wonderful thing called patience. Therefore, being justified by faith... We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. What is it that gives us peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ? The fact that we are justified by faith. We are made innocent. We are made blameless. We are made pure by faith in Jesus Christ. By whom also we have access by faith. Into this grace wherein we stand. Faith gives me justification faith makes me innocent and blameless it makes me just i'm unjust without the knowledge of the gospel and the obedience to the gospel but i i know the gospel i believe the gospel i've obeyed the gospel and now i am made innocent because of that faith through our lord jesus christ i have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and i rejoice in the hope of the glory of god This is talking about our salvation. This is talking about us having proper standing with the Lord. It happens through faith in Jesus Christ. It happens through the power of the gospel. Believing in it. Obeying it. But not only so. It's not the only thing we're rejoicing about. In verse 3 he said, we glory in tribulation. We glory in tribulation. Hallelujah. We glory in the trying of our faith. We glory in tribulations also. Knowing that tribulation isn't here on accident, but tribulation has a job to do. Tribulation worketh patience. And patience, verse 4, worketh experience, and experience works hope. And here's what hope does. Hope makes not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. I'm telling you the reason you have hope is because tribulation has worked patience and patience has worked experience and experience has worked hope. I remember when the lady called some time ago and she said, Brother Joel, I I want you to know that I'm I need your prayers. And I said, oh, really? She said, yes. She said, I have, uh, she notified me that she had cancer. I said, I am so sorry to hear that. And I felt so bad for her getting that diagnosis. And I said, we're going to be praying for you. And she said, oh, I'm not scared. I said, oh, well, that's, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. She said, oh, yeah. She said, they told me 23 years ago that I had cancer. And God delivered me then. He'll deliver me now. Hallelujah. That was, like, that was like 18 years ago. She's still living and going strong. Hallelujah. 
You know why? Because the tribulation she had had 23 years before that worked patience in her. And that patience worked experience in her. And experience worked hope in her. So fast forward 23 years, she gets another cancer diagnosis. But she's armed with something she didn't have 23 years ago. She has a hope. And the hope didn't just come from something that somebody told her. It came from tribulation, working patience and patience, working experience. And it's work, ladies and gentlemen. It's work. Don't, don't, don't just discount that word. Tribulation works patience. And patience works experience. And experience works hope. It works it. It's exercise. It, it's hard. It's labor intensive. It is, it is manual often. And, and so don't, don't just think you're going to coast through this. You're going to get something through this tribulation. You're going to come out of this with patience. And patience is going to work. Hallelujah. Work experience. And that experience is going to work hope. And that hope is going to give you the ability for whatever challenge you face in the future to be able to say, hey, I've been through this before. And I, and I know he is God. I know he is a healer. I know that he is, he is a deliverer. And he is able to give me the strength that I need. He's able to give me the power that I need. And let me tell you something. When that hope maketh not ashamed, you'll never have egg on your face for trusting in God. You will never look a fool for trusting in God. You will never, you will never be embarrassed and you'll certainly never regret that you ever trusted in the Lord. I'm going to tell you what you won't say at the end of this life. You will not say, man, I regret ever trusting in God. I, it doesn't matter what happens. The Lord is your shepherd. You shall not want. He is your light. He is your salvation. He'll be with you even under the ends of the earth. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. And when it's all said and done, you're going to be happy that you trusted in the Lord. You're going to be grateful that you put your life in His hands. You're going to be grateful that you raised your children in the fear and admonition and nurture of the Lord. You're going to be grateful for those things. Patience worketh. Tribulation worketh patience. Patience works experience. And experience works hope. We see this same process in the book of James. We're going to flip over to James chapter 1 and read the same process by a different writer in the New Testament. James chapter 1 verse 20. My brethren, count it all Pardon me, not verse 20, verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Did, he, did I read that right? Let me get my glasses on. My brethren, count it all joy. All of it. When you fall into different temptations, different trial. When things go wrong, things don't go the way you expected them to go. Problems arise, challenges emerge. It, nothing, it's not turning out the way you hoped. He didn't say, my brethren, there are times that you should sit back and try to glean the good out of this terrible situation. No, no, no. He said, count all of it joy. You got to make up in your mind tonight, right now, that you're going to count it joy. 
Don't wait till you're in the middle of it to start trying to count it joy. You make up in your mind, no matter what comes my way, hallelujah anyhow, no matter what comes down the pike, I get joy, I get joy, I get joy. I'm counting all of it joy. I'm counting the, the, the trial joy. I'm, I'm counting the struggle joy. I'm counting the dilemma joy. I'm counting the setback joy. I'm counting all of it as joy unspeakable and full of glory and the joy of the Lord is your strength glory to God count it all joy no I'm sorry the devil doesn't get to define this challenge I have in my life I'm going to gain things from this challenge that I wouldn't have gained if I hadn't gone through this challenge so it's joy it's joy yeah but you Went through the fire. I sure did. I don't ever want to have to go through it again. But I wouldn't trade who I am for who I was. I'm grateful that I went through the challenge. And I count it joy. When you fall into diverse temptations. And here's how you do that. Knowing this. How do I count it all joy, Pastor? Because it doesn't feel like joy. doesn't look like joy. doesn't sound like joy. Knowing this. This is how you count it joy. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. I told you some time ago, uh, and, and just to refresh your memory on it, preachers, we're funny sometimes. We think everybody remembers everything we ever said. And so we, so we hesitate to repeat it. Listen, you got to repeat, 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 repeat. So if you hear me repeating, 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 I'm, I'm doing it on purpose most, most of the time. Most of the time. Not all the time. But I want to repeat this to you. I started realizing that the challenges of my life were producing messages to preach. They were producing life-changing enlightenments that were, that, were, that were giving me such joy and such peace. And that when I would bring them forth to the congregation, it would help other people. And then, it, then I started seeing the pattern. Okay, I go through a... I go through a struggle, and I, and I learn something else about God in that struggle. And then I open up my mouth, and I share what the Lord showed me, and it helps somebody else. Oh, so that's how this works. So, so when, the, when the diverse temptation comes, instead of hating it, instead of resisting it, instead of kicking at it, instead of running over to my corner and being impatient and being irritable and being angry and have, being full of wrath, I'm going to count it all joy because I know something about it. It's working patience in me. It's developing character in me. It's producing something that nothing else can produce. Knowing this. That the trying of your faith worketh patience. Now here, verse 4. But let patience have her perfect work. You want to know why so many people undervalue patience? Because so few of us have ever let patience have her perfect work. We resist it. We push it off. We take it into our own hands. We get angry. And let me tell you something. Uh, part of being patient is, being, is, is enduring. And, and to endure calmly. You know, if, you, if you're being patient, sometimes you don't have a choice but to be patient. But if you're being patient and you're, and you're yelling your head off, you're being patient but you're, but you're a, a, just a, a wreck 
That's not the kind of patience we're, we're talking about. We're talking about the capacity for a calm endurance. God will give you the ability to calmly endure. I'm not saying you're going to have every day is going to be perfect. You're going to have bad days. I get that. You're going to have ups and downs. But, but, but you don't have to give in to every emotional whim that you have and every fleeting fancy of feeling that goes through your system. You don't have to do that. You can say, my trust is in the Lord. And I don't know how this is going to turn out, but I know this. This is working patience inside of me. And if I will let patience have her perfect work, notice what happens. You will be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. My Lord, have mercy. When I come out of this, folks, I'm going to come out of this wanting nothing. Perfect and entire. Complete. Made complete in Jesus Christ. What did that? The trying of my faith worked patience inside of me. And now God has brought a completion and a perfection and a, a wanting of nothing. Notice verse number 12 in James chapter 1. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. That endureth temptation. Doesn't quit. Doesn't turn back. Doesn't throw in the towel. But blessed is the man that endureth temptation. Why? For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. When he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life. James chapter 5 and verse number 10. Take my brethren, the prophets, who have spoken in the name of the Lord for an example of suffering affliction and of patience. Look at the prophets. These are examples of people who have suffered affliction. These are examples who have, of people who have had patience. Behold, we count them happy which endure. You have heard of the patience of Job and have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. But above all things, my brethren, swear not, neither by heaven, neither by the earth, neither by any other oath, but let your yea be yea and your nay nay, lest you fall into condemnation. Listen to what he said. You have heard of the patience of Job, and because of that you have seen the end of the Lord. You know what the end of the Lord is all about. Jeremiah chapter 29 teaches us what this end of the Lord is all about. Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse number uh, 11 says this, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Oh, hallelujah. I know the thoughts that I think toward you. To give you an expected end. We have seen the end of the Lord. We know how this thing concludes. Look at Psalm 23, this great this great psalm that means so much to us. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We have seen the end of the Lord. 
It starts with the Lord is my shepherd. And it concludes with I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now between the Lord is my shepherd and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You've got valleys. You've got shadows. You've got death. You've got enemies. You've got, you've got goodness and you've got mercy. But you know the end of the Lord. I know how this thing concludes. Everything's going to be all right. I'm going to wait patiently upon the Lord. I'm going to hold, hallelujah, to his unchanging hand. Oh, hallelujah. I'm going to wait patiently upon the Lord. Job's life, Job's life was one. We won't get into all of the details of it, but, but his life is one that has, has it's such a, 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 an amazing example of one person who put their trust in the Lord. Job chapter 23, listen to what he says in verse number 8. Behold, I go forward, but God is not there. I go backward, but I cannot perceive the Lord. On the left hand where he doth work, but I cannot behold him. He hideth himself on the right hand that I cannot see him, but he knoweth the way that I take. When he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. So he tells us after this how he was able to maintain his integrity in the middle of this horrible time of patience. My foot hath held his steps. His way have I kept, and I have not declined. Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. That's how you endure with patience. You hold, hallelujah, you hold, glory to God, your foot holds his steps. His way you keep, you don't decline from it. Don't go back from the commandment of his lips. Esteem the words of his mouth more than your necessary food. And I'm going to tell you this, patience is going to work. Experience in you and hope in you. And the trying of your faith will work patience. And that patience is going to cause something to come to life in you. It's going to perfect you if you will allow patience to have her perfect work. So what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? What is, what is it that you're being patient about? What is it, what, what prayer have you been praying that you're being patient for the Lord to answer? What is it that you're being impatient about? What is it that you wish would change in a relationship or in, in life? What is it, what is it that you, you feel like if I could just do this or do that, I could change things? I'm going to tell you something. There are times you should take initiative, but only at the direction of the Lord. And only by it being confirmed by his word. And the, and the gentle, still, small voice of the spirit nudging you to take that initiative. God will give you direction. When you wait upon the Lord, you'll walk and not faint. When you wait upon the Lord, you'll, there'll be times of running and not being weary. You're running and you're waiting on God the whole time you're running. You're, you're, you're flying like an eagle. And you're waiting on God the whole time you're flying like an eagle. Hallelujah. But, but, but what is it, what is it that, that you're tempted to act on? What is it that you're tempted to take into your own hands and, and wrest control of it from God? Don't be impatient. Let patience have her perfect work. And when that's over, you will be perfect and entire. And you won't want for anything. Isn't that interesting how the Lord takes want from us? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I trust in him. 
Luke chapter 21, and we're going to come to a close. Luke chapter uh, 21 and verse 19. One of the great statements of the Lord concerning patience. In your patience, possess ye your souls. Where does your soul come under subjection? In patience. Where does your spirit, where does that invisible part of you get tamed and brought into a position of submission and humility before the Lord? It happens in patience. It happens while you wait upon the Lord. I'm going to tell you, God will allow things to develop in your life that require you to wait upon the Lord. Hallelujah. I feel the presence of God here. I feel the presence of God here. Thank the Lord. Hallelujah. I feel the presence of the Lord in this house. Psalm 27 says this at the conclusion of the, of the uh, psalm. It said in verse 11, teach me thy way, O Lord. Lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. Deliver me not over unto the will of mine enemies. For false witnesses are risen up against me, and such as breathe out cruelty. Notice this. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Do you realize what the psalmist was saying? The psalmist was saying, I was about to faint. And the only thing that kept me from fainting was believing that in this life I would see the goodness of the Lord. He had reached such a point of desperation that even dwelling on the afterlife and the joy that comes then was not enough to satisfy his soul. He, had to, he, he was so to a point of desperation that he said, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord now in the land of the living. And he said, but here's what I learned from it all. Wait on the Lord. Hallelujah. Be of good courage. He shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Anytime that a writer in the scriptures says it twice, that is, that is line upon line, line upon line, precept upon precept, precept upon precept. Here a little, there a little, here a little, there a little. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Hallelujah. It's like when Paul said, rejoice in the Lord. And again I say, rejoice. Hallelujah. It's, it's fastening the nail in a sure place. Hallelujah. While you're waiting on God, be of good courage. Continue doing what you know to do. Commit your way into the Lord. Let your feet hold fast His commandments. Don't decline from His way. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Don't fret because of evildoers. Don't fret because of those who prosper in their way. Continue to walk with him. Wait on him. Be of good courage. He shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Can we give God praise right now? Hallelujah. Come on, let's stand to our feet in this house, and let's lift up a praise unto God and ask the Lord to help us while we wait upon Him. Hallelujah. While we wait for His blessing, while we wait for His strength, while we wait for His healing, while we wait for Him to step into our circumstances, you might think you're waiting on God to step in. I want you to know He's already there. He's already there. 
Hallelujah. And he's helping you. Praise God. He's helping you in ways that you may not understand. He's helping you in ways that you may not understand. He's helping you in ways you may not understand. I want everybody who's in a position of being patient right now just to lift your hearts, your hands, your voice to God and say, Lord, I need you to help me in Jesus' name. I need you to help me to wait on you right now, Lord. Lord, I feel the pressure. I feel the strain. I feel the difficulty. I feel the challenge of my life. I feel things happening around me. I'm not sure what they mean. Oh, God, help me to wait. Teach me to wait on you, Lord. Teach me to wait on you, Lord. Work. Let patience have her perfect work in me. Let patience have her perfect work in my life, oh, God. Ooh, hallelujah, hallelujah. I need a saint of God right now who knows what it's like to wait on the Lord. Could you just pray? Could you pray a prayer of patience for somebody nearby you in Jesus' name? Somebody that you know is going through something. God, be with them right now in Jesus' name. Some of you need blessings in your life. And you've given to ready now and you put faith in God and trust in the Lord. And you're not seeing things come to pass as you wish. Wait on Him. He shall bring it to pass. Commit your ways unto the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Ah, my, my, my. Jesus, have your way. Jesus, have your way. Hallelujah.